Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, Sad, Confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Daisy Ridley on Star Wars, Game of Thrones, and her new film, Ophelia. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. And yes, that voice you just heard at the outset was indeed the true voice of Happy, Sad, Confused, Ms. Daisy Ridley. For those of you who have listened to the podcast for some time, for the last couple of years, Daisy has been kind enough to be our outro voice, a reminder at the end of every podcast to review, rate, and subscribe to Happy, Sad, Confused. Well, she paid me a visit. She came by the home office for the first time, I might add, for a full-on Happy, Sad, Confused visit and uh, was kind enough to add her voice to the mix, to the new intro to the show. So now you have Daisy bookending each episode of Happy, Sad, Confused. What more can you ask for, my friends? Not only that, she was a delightful chat. Uh, always love chatting with Daisy Ridley. Of course, you know her primarily as Ray. No last name, just Ray, like Moses or Madonna, uh, from the new Star Wars films, the new Star Wars trilogy, but also starting to you know chart uh, out a path on her own outside of Star Wars. She was in Murder on the Orient Express. She produced a documentary and is now starring in the new film, Ophelia. And yes, if that name sounds familiar, you Shakespeare fans, you, that is, of course, the iconic character from Hamlet, who now gets her own film. It's a, it's kind of a, a unique take on Hamlet, um, where, uh, as you might imagine, it is looking at that famous story through the eyes of Ophelia, fleshes out sort of that character, adds a lot of new things to the mix, uh, and includes Daisy in the title role, the great Clive Owen, Naomi Watts, and of course, can't leave out our good old buddy, Mr. Tom Felton. And yes, we talk a little bit about Tom on this uh, episode because Daisy is a huge Harry Potter fan. So had to pay uh, Tom and Harry Potter a little bit of love. Um, this was such a great chat. She, um, Daisy was in New York just for barely a day, did uh, a bunch of uh, interviews uh, running around New York that day and uh, happily stopped by my office for a chat. Couldn't have been more relaxed and chill and laid back and honest and open. Uh, we cover a lot in this conversation, certainly um, some about her beginnings uh, in the industry, how she came to get uh, involved uh, in Star Wars, which is basically her film debut, essentially, um, up through the the trilogy. And yes, teasing a little bit of what's to come in the rise of Skywalker. If you're a Star Wars fan, you're very much going to appreciate, I think, this chat about um, what we can expect in the finale of this latest trilogy and indeed the nine film Skywalker saga. Uh, a lot of little uh, little morsels of goodness in this, in this conversation about Star Wars. And not only that, we talk about uh, where her career is going outside of Star Wars. She's also filmed uh, a leading role opposite Tom Holland in Chaos Walking, which is the new Doug Lyman movie, which could be another potential franchise for her. Uh, we, of course, talk about Ophelia and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. This was just kind of a meandering, fun conversation with one of my favorite people. So I know you guys are going to enjoy this. 
Um, she's one of the best out there. I'm so happy to have gotten to know her in these first few years of her career, and I'm excited to see what comes next. We're dropping this on the eve of July 4th. I hope you guys have a great holiday. I hope you guys have uh, some great time off with friends and family. Check out a movie or two. Go check out Spider-Man Far From Home. Super fun. I just did an interview uh, for MTV with Zendaya and Jacob Badawan. That should be up by now. Uh, that was a tremendous amount of fun. It was at, we, Unfortunately, we were supposed to talk to Tom. Tom was under the weather, had to cancel a bunch of press, including um, our catch-up. But the good news is I got to meet, meet Jacob for the first time, who was a character and amazing. And uh, Zendaya is always super fun and professional and awesome. And uh, that chat should be up on MTV News's uh, YouTube page and all their social shenanigans. Uh, and the other big movie, the less, you know, the less of a wide release, obviously, than Spider-Man out this weekend is Midsommar or Midsummer, if you're an ugly American like me. Of course, I had Jack Rayner on the podcast a couple weeks back. Go check out Midsummer. Um, if you like horror, if you're interested in cool new filmmakers, Ari Aster, who directed Hereditary last year, is one to watch. This one is divisive, I know, but uh, there's a lot to chew on. There's a lot to enjoy. It may not be the home run that Hereditary was. It wasn't for me, but I, I liked a lot about it, and it certainly provoked a lot of uh, thought, and it's one of those that I'm going to definitely want to return to again. And Jack was a, it was, it was a great conversation. So I would recommend checking out um, Midsummer and then actually going back to the Jack Rayner conversation because he was in a spoilerific mood and talked a lot about plot details in that one. Anyway, on to the main event for today. Uh, Daisy Ridley, of course, starring in Ophelia. Check it out in theaters, also available on VOD. Support her non-Star Wars projects, too. Uh, and uh, remember to review, rate, and subscribe to Happy Sad Confused. Spread the good word. And without any further ado, here's Daisy. Hi there. Welcome to my world. How are you? Something to see, you, buddy. Good to see you. Thanks for coming over today. Sure. I know a long one. Oh my god, you literally just do it in here. Yeah, super cash. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anybody want? Yeah, yeah. Actually, five minutes, right? Amazing. Thank you. All right. How's it been going? Oh my god, is that something you did with Donal? Yes. General. <laughs> Time for a general hot and I've got ideas. Hear me out. It's without tooting our own horn. <laughs> it's a pretty great sketch. Really. You should check it out. I need to subject you to my insanity one of these days. Jenna Florence and Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Well done. Oh, hello again. Oh, hello, Matt. You might as well just have a, a spot in my yeah, office now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot to feast on, Daisy. This is quite a thing. Is this, this is like being inside Josh Horowitz's brain. I apologize. Oh, my God. That's many I years did. ago. That was at a Dave and Buster's. Have you frequented a Dave and Buster's? What's that? It's like one of those like video games and like weird like you can play all sorts of stupid shit and like you know the the claw machine where you can pick up the oh like an arcade yeah like an arcade oh yeah so no, I did I a shoot with Paul Rudd way back when and uh, that's our child together wow yeah we we should never really have a child together should we wow <laughs> mind blown Daisy mind blown it, he looks like he'd turn out to be a serial killer. Like you'd see a picture and go, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. that seems yeah. right. Yeah. Occupation for that one? Serial killer. Serial killer. I feel so underdressed. I mean, you know. You've got a premiere to do? You've got a little Q&A action to do? No, I've been strolling around the streets of New York. That's how you just... So I stroll. I have so many blisters. My feet are <laughs> fucked. But the heels um, are off now. The heels are off. 
I'm going to have to put them back on. I did step into a puddle yesterday and immediately felt like I was diseased and my foot tingled. I literally got a pot of, somebody got me a pot of water because I went for a meeting and then I doused my foot in antibacterial and this is how dizzy. Pulsed. This is how dizzy dies with the... It pulsed for like an hour and then I went to an infrared, so hopefully it's gone. Oh, no. You know, the disease is gone from me. Well, you came on the sweatiest, grossest day in New York in yeah. quite some time, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah. This Great is- glasses. I do wear glasses. Great glasses. Oh, great glasses. I was like, <laughs> you wear glasses. <laughs> We've met like 12 times. You've never noticed no, that I wear glasses. great glasses. <laughs> no, I got you. I don't know if they're new, but... <laughs> they are new. Yeah, they're nice. Thank really you, buddy. Nice. I appreciate it. Um, it's, it's always a treat to catch up with you, let alone the, really, the true voice of Happy, Sad, Confused. You, you know your voice is still at the end of every podcast. Really? Reminding people to rate, review, and subscribe. Really? So... Should I have, like, 5%? 5% of zero is... <laughs> um, so yes, I feel like you, you're the only person really in a position to fire me. So I'm, I'm going to try and impress you today. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Um, how you been? I've been great. All well? All well. Time is just flying by. Popped through the 1917 set a couple of days ago, as you do. And it was pretty much Star Wars crew <clears throat> with my buddy George, who's in Ophelia. Yeah. And, um, and I was looking around at everyone and I was like, it's been four months since we finished. Yeah. It's crazy. It's been two months in Chicago. Yeah, it's flying by. It's flying by. Well, it's the end of days. So right now, you know, basically we're just like Can you on imagine if time. the world ended now? In the middle of a, of a sad podcast? No, not the podcast. <laughs> just generally speaking? No, if the world ended at the end of a podcast, can you imagine? They were like, beep, beep. Oh my God, this is what Earth was like. Yeah, the aliens find this. Two people speaking this. into a microphone. <laughs> this is the only evidence of civilization. Ever. That's a lot of weight on our shoulders. A lot. <laughs> Let's sum up Let's make human existence in the next 35 minutes. So in uh, the beginning. In the beginning, there was <laughs> E.T. So I've got, I've also, if you want to tap into your old bartending skills, I've got plenty of booze here. But that's not open. And that's a good whiskey. It's a pretty good whiskey. Only the tequila has been opened. Um... Yeah. Do you still have those skills? Do you have a bar at home where you can kind of wield your magic magic powers? No, I'm still waiting for, you know, one of my incredibly successful friends to invite me around to their house that hopefully would have a bar in it. I've never been to a house with a bar in it. I know. I feel like it's a sort of thing that should happen. Like a secret grotto, like a, like, like, like a, like a book that you pull back and suddenly a bar swings one open. One of the best things that ever happened was going around the Pixar studios. It was one of the best days of my life. And, you know, they all, like, can do whatever they like with their things. Like, people build so much stuff out of polystyrene. And there's one where you crawl under it, and uh-huh. it's like a little thing. There's, like, secret rooms. And you get a little token, and then you can use it in the gift shop. It was crazy. I want. So are you seeing the Pixar behind the, the all the happy animation offices? Yeah. There's just tons of booze, just, just like, cauldrons of there whiskey and so tequila. There's just so many happy people. <laughs> That's the secret of Pixar. The secret. It's just really happy people. It was one of the best tours ever. I'm jealous. Yeah. I've never done the Pixar. I've never done the Lucasfilm, the Skywalker Ranch. I've never been there either. Really? Yeah, I think I'm going to go this year. I think it's time. I think so. Might be time. (laughs) I never did. I did do Fright Night at Paramount, which was really scary. Never did the Universal tour. I think it's time. Are you an amusement park sort of person? Yeah. Roller coasters? Yeah. Loops? The whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have done a skydive. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about that today because I was talking about Will Smith jumping out of the helicopter. Right. Over the Grand Canyon, yeah. Yeah. I was 
told not to do a bungee jump by my godfather because he said your brain actually rattles around in your skull. So I have promised him to not do that. But I did do a skydive when I was younger. Was it, at what age and was it petrifying? Was it? I was 19. Mm -hmm. The man I was strapped to looked like Rocky Balboa. (laughs) So it was quite surreal. It was fantastic and terrifying. The beginning was terrifying, then it was fantastic. I'm putting this all together now. First tattoo at 15, yeah. skydiving at 19. Yeah. You were, were you a wild child, Daisy? But weirdly, I'm getting more scared. And apparently you're more evolved if you are scared of things like heights. Because humans should be. Then I am super evolved because I'm scared sh- of everything. It should be. You shouldn't like flying. <laughs> right. You shouldn't like. Self-preservation. It's not what you should have the wisdom of yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I am weirdly getting more scared as time goes on. Yeah. I recently, just a couple of weeks ago, I went with the uh, nieces and nephew uh, to Disney mm. and they wanted to do the loops. And I like aged Josh Horowitz was like, you guys go ahead. I can't, I can't handle it. Did you hold the bags? Yeah, I did. That's what my mom used to do. That's all right. I'll hold the bags. Go on. <laughs> I'll take a picture. I did though. I have one up on you. I've made my own lightsaber now. Oh, uh, you went to Star Wars World? I did. Was it fantastic? It was pretty great. Did you go to the ride that I put my voice to? Yeah, yeah. That was really hard. We were shooting, and the only time they could do it was like on a shoot day or something. And I was really tired. Yeah. It was either, I think it must have been before Christmas. I was really, like, I worked a lot of days on that film. I was really tired. And it was super technical. I hadn't. I could not for the life of me remember the lines. It was really stressful. Really stressful. But then... Now you're immortalized forever. You nailed it. Now I'm in a theme park. Is that is that the first place or last place you ever need to go to? Like, I mean, you, you're, you've done your time for Star Wars. You don't necessarily need to bask in the world devoted to Star Wars, but is a part of you like curious about what oh, they've I'm created? Oh, I'm going to go to Star Wars World, yeah. yeah. I did realize the other day I've never been to Madame Tussauds, and they very kindly, because <gasps> I'm reading the book, well, the fictionalized diary of Madame Tussaud called cool. Little. Okay. Yeah, it's awesome. And I was like, oh, I never went and saw my thing that's a shame people worked hard on that so yeah. i'm gonna go see it sometimes they come out a little freaky like have you seen like the ellen degeneres version she oh, always yeah. liked to trot and that there one was out like there were a few that were absolutely terrible mine looked pretty they good got it, they got it down yeah but i sort of want to go in and like stand next to it and oh, look yeah. around hopefully <laughs> have someone take a picture of me and be like stop it it's not even me like, god i've never looked better but the queue for man of two swords is so obscenely long yeah are you spending most of your time in the States now or back no, home? London. Yeah. London. And the weather has been crazy like it has here. Crazy. Last week it was really cold and then it has been utterly boiling um, all over the place. Like you leave one weather and you come home and you're like either freezing from the rain or boiling because you wore too many clothes. It's almost like there's a climate problem. There's a it's cl- almost like there's a climate problem. <laughs> but what's crazy is apparently in 20 years, England is going to be like a Mediterranean climate. So we're becoming like the wine growing place. Right. Apparently. Well, I'm glad there's a slight upside to the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you, you guys but are getting a better that, weather. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That it, our climate is going to be that changed within 20 years. My wife works in the environment, like for NRDC, oh, which is an environmental, uh, yeah, trying to do the good work. So it's, it's part of my daily life, as it should be part of everybody's daily life, because it's kind of, the stakes couldn't be higher. Something sad I, re- I read yesterday was a man who has volunteered every weekend for the last however many years. To clean up the beaches, he stopped because he said, we're losing the battle, there's no point. That's kind of crushing. Yeah. <laughs> and also the waste in New York, I was saying earlier, is heinous. Yeah. Straws and plastic everywhere. You're like, do you guys know that there's an issue with this? Or 
It's because I've really felt like London's trying. Yeah. I don't think you're allowed to have straws in London anymore. And they do get really annoying. You're halfway through your drink and then suddenly you can't slurp anymore because right, like, it's papers, broken in yeah, half. Yeah. And that's, how, that's here too now. The paper straws have, have come to New York. Starbucks. Starbucks needs to do better. Yeah. I don't often buy things from Starbucks, but we were just given some tea and I was like, there is so much plastic. Why is there plastic in my tea? Like, I'm good. I, I'll manage with the paper. Yeah. I know it's not ideal, I'll but I'll manage. I'll manage with a wooden stirrer. <laughs> the plastic thing didn't even reach the bottom, so the honey just settled at the bottom of my tea. God, that's what problems <laughs> Could like you imagine such an asshole. No, no, no. Could you imagine <clears throat> living here? Is New York someplace? No. Why not? I find it a very hard city. I heard so many great things about it. And I remember the first ever time I came here, I was like doing the rounds before Star Wars came out. And, you know, I don't think people believe that I was a big part in the film. So I had to convince them that I was as such. <laughs> and I say, I was like, oh, you know, I'd love to stay over a couple of days and just see. And I found it so lonely Driving in is so str- I think it's that initial drive in. Yeah. You're screwed because it's so stressful driving in. Yesterday I drove in. Oh, and I was so hungry and and the airport was so difficult. Like there's not enough people working there. I find it hard. But London has many of the s- same issues. I would. Uh, but I venture, just think. No? One, I think because London's not so high. Like there's only a bit of London that's high, so it's not so oppressive. Sure. When you're driving in, it tends to be lower. Okay. Although it is getting super built up in Shepherd's Bush, so that is a bit intimidating as you're driving in. Maybe we should get you a place in Brooklyn. Start in the outer, outer boroughs. A little bit more of a neighborhoody feel. This is what I hear many people talk about going to Brooklyn. Yeah. But then it's sort of like. You're not moving to New York because Brooklyn's like a separate place. But Brooklyn's now New York. I mean, now Brooklyn is... I've been to Brooklyn. Went to Franny's for pizza? Maybe Frankie's? No. I don't know. Maybe if there's a Franny's too. There there are a lot of good Brooklyn pizza places. It was great pizza. The best pizza on earth. It was very nice. We have that over on you. We have better pizza. Let's be honest. Yeah. Also, my trainer just went to LA. Obviously had Mexican food and came back to London and had Mexican food. I was like, why would you do that? Yeah, you you do Indian... In we do Indian, yeah. What else should I do? Fish and chips, obviously. That's the uh, cliche. Pub food. Fish and chips. There's also a particular place you should go, which is a seashell in Lisson Grove. Okay. Phenomenal. Okay, done. Um, Indian food. There's actually a good new place called Cricket, too. Um, this is the important stuff. We do, like, pretty good stuff. There's an Afghani restaurant. Amazing. Okay. Eritrean. Amazing. It's like, I do feel like you could get the world cuisine in London. This, I, I would argue, would find similar it to New York to yeah. London has that in, yeah. that respect. Yeah. Although, also one time I came to a restaurant here. And to be fair, it was a Greek restaurant. I know it's cheesy, but I was really hungry. I'd been working all day and I just really wanted a meal. And I said, is there anything you could do with that cheese? And the woman was so rude. I got up and walked out. And I was like, and you're all coming with me. All these people were like, please let us eat. I was like, no. And I said to the manager on the way out, I was like, she was really rude. That's I why we're it. leaving. I love it. New York brings out the best in you. That's you're a true New Yorker at heart. See, I am <laughs> hard and tough. Are you good with downtime? So you have a little downtime. You're doing a little press, obviously, yeah. for Ophelia right now. Yeah. Or do you know what to do with yourself in between projects? Or are you the kind of person that's like, when I need a purpose, I need like a. I've started watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> Just now? Yeah, I've watched two episodes. <laughs> I think it's going to take up a lot of my time. I basically, there's a list of films that I'm meant to be getting through, but instead I've started Game of Thrones, which is insane because one episode, you could watch a film. They are excessively long. Yes. And dense. Um, you kind of have to, it's not one of the kind dense. of things you can't, you have to pay attention. I mean, the good thing is going in actually now is firstly, I don't like to watch things when they're trendy, but now I have like the names and stuff. So I'm already linking things together. Sure. So I'm like, John Snow, you're going to the wall. Mm-mm. 
And I feel like he must be, because I know him and Daenerys as some sort of connection, I feel like <laughs> he's the bastard, but his mum must be some queen or other. Some Targaryen? Is that what the thing is? Targaryen. Yeah. Because I know he has a bigger role than right now. I think this is this is your new podcast, which is just dangerously just kind of like guesstimating what the rest of Game of Thrones is yeah, going to yeah, be based yeah. on. Yeah. Kind of like hearing things over the last five years. Also, <laughs> one of my questions is, why does Cersei end up with that hair? Right. What was that? Right. She starts with the flowing locks yeah. and then she has the like the page boy cut. These are, the These are the important questions. These one, are the questions that were never covered. One might ask Clive Owen the same thing on Ophelia. I know. He showed you up, I think. That's hair to haunt, haunt your dreams. I will say, no tea, no shade. <laughs> they didn't think he was going to be wearing a wig, and they got a stock wig. And, um, I mean, you can tell it's a stock wig. Sure. You know? I mean, it's memorable. That's all I'm saying. Well, I shouldn't <laughs> say this, but you know what? It's the end of the day. I mean, it's the end of almost the end of my work day. When we were doing the scene um, where he's like in my face, every time he spoke, a bit of the wig like was flying at me and it was very funny. I love it. And I'm more proud of myself that I did my acting. That's concentration. When really I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> your wig's blowing in my face. Daniel Day-Lewis, eat your heart out. Could yeah. you have done that? Mm-mm. No. No. Daisy Day-Lewis. <laughs> So I call myself. That's your new nickname. Yeah, because I'm entirely not that person. I like mess around and then I do the thing. So yeah. I name myself Daisy Dennis. You're going to become a shoe cobbler for the next two years. I am. I'm never going to see you again. That's that's what my downtime's going to be. I'm going to pick up an obscure <laughs> hobby. I don't know what I could pick up. Yeah, what's even more obscure than shoe cobbling? Um, so like niche and something that should have. An artisan craft of some my sort. My mom does bookbinding. That's perfect. But she's fantastic. Huh? Yeah. I did a bit of mosaicing with her, so maybe I'll become a mosaicist. <laughs> I've never heard that word before. Yeah. And the woman that she learned it from mosaiced someone super famous as Bath. Huh. I know. Who knew? Um, we mentioned Ophelia. We should do yes. the good work of, of putting the good word out on this one. Congratulations yes. on it. Thank you. Uh, here's, here's the best way I've figured out how to explain it to the Star Wars fans listening. Oh, okay. As Rogue One is to Star Wars, Ophelia is the Hamlet. It is a different perspective on a familiar tale. Yes. Look at that. The only... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are because you ruining there my No, there are crossovers with the characters. Yeah, absolutely. We did it. Absolutely. If you like Rogue One... <laughs> do you know what I was also thinking watching Game of Thrones? There's definitely an appetite for films like this. People go, oh, big films, nothing's yeah. making money except for big films. I'm like, everybody watched Game of Thrones. It was period. There was... Bloodlust, sex drama. There was incest. <laughs> we got that. Check. There was, you know, yeah, all of the things you could find in Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones fans, you could definitely find an Ophelia. People out there, if you do not make this as successful as Game of Thrones, it's on you. It's on you. Not on Daisy. She did her job. Clive Owen's wig master did his job or her job. Absolutely. <laughs> now, you now the onus is on you. Your job, please. <laughs> Watch this film. So this one, okay. So this is your. This is interesting because you've done. Obviously, you've been the lead in the, these three Star Wars Not films. Really? Mm. Not really. I mean, Star Wars is. Um, Ray has an important story, yeah. But like, it's not like it's Ray's film. This is like I'm it's playing you. a failure Ophelia. and a failure. Yeah. Yeah. And initially, I actually remember being very upset because I wasn't happy with the cut at Sundance. Um, and oof, 
you know, it was not that well received. And I felt really responsible. And I remember being really upset because also, you know, I was really lucky. I did Star Wars and yeah. then Eagle Huntress was very well received yep. and only yesterday tiny, but it was always already such a famous film. I thought, oh my God, this is the first thing I've properly led and it has not worked out. So I'm very happy that it has turned It's turned out. into something that you're happy with now. Yeah, Good. yeah. And I will also say, because I haven't had enough chance to do it, my agent has been so phenomenal. And without her, there is no way this would have happened because she got them to do a little rejig with the cart. She was in touch with distributors and stuff. And without Hilda Queeley, queen of all, genuinely, I don't think people would have seen this film. This uh, <clears throat> this project is based on a book by a woman. It's written by a woman. It's directed by a woman. It's mm. obviously a one could say a, a feminist perspective on mm -hmm. on a tale where you know Ophelia traditionally in Hamlet is in service of mm -hmm. the guy. Mm -hmm. uh, is that a coincidence at all? Is that something that you feel like you gravitated more towards <clears throat> productions and efforts that are? For a woman, with your, with your increased visibility and responsibility, is that something that you feel like you've kind of taken? I think I answered a question terribly earlier because someone said, oh, do you want to work with more women? And I was like, yeah, like I want to work. And I was a bit vague. The thing is, it's more satisfying to me that I wanted to do this project despite all of that, if you see what I mean. Yes. Like the female thing of that wasn't the answer. I thought it was a great script. So it feels nicer that it was just a great script and I didn't do it for a reason. Yes, that makes except sense. Except for the fact it was a great thing. And um, it's awesome that it was directed by a woman. Right. Because, I mean, I'm part of the massive Keanu Reeves fan base. Uh, John Wick 3 loved. Always be my maybe. Loved. He's worked with more female directors than any other man. Did you see that stat? Man. It's crazy. He also is just, like, phenomenal. Apparently, he gave his back-end deal on The Matrix to, like, the VFX team. I know. He's Some, the, he's, you cannot find a human being to Earth. say anything negative about Keanu. He's, he's amazing. And you do think, like, people... I mean, obviously, sometimes people, it just doesn't happen. But also, a lot of people literally have not had the chance to work with a female director. So I'm very lucky that yeah. it happened, like, pretty early on. Um you got a chance not only to work with Clive Owen, amazing Naomi Watts, but one of my favorite human beings on the planet. I've known him for some time, Mr. Tom Felton. Yeah, Draco. Oh, my God. Draco himself. Yeah. Uh, did you spend much time in his trailer with him playing on his guitar with uh, semi-legal smoke in the air? Was <laughs> <laughs> He did. He did have his guitar everywhere he yeah, went. Yeah. Do you know, it was really... Um, he would be a busker if he could do yeah, anything. He I would... think he did do busking in Prague. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm like, babes, you were in Harry Potter. It's okay. You don't need to do that. <laughs> but he loves it. But he loves it. It's just for the joy. It was really wonderful because he's great. And actually, you know, I don't know because I'm like, oh, my God, Draco Malfoy. But he was really great. I don't know what I expected, but he was really great. He worked really hard. I loved doing the scenes with him. And I wish that we had had a bit more time together filming. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um you, you are and were a big Potter yeah. fan. So where, where did that hit you? Like, I, I'm trying to work the ages, right? Were, were you too young to ever audition or get in the mix? Were you well, weirdly, at the midnight book release parties? What, like, where were you I at? I remember um, Atonement, I sent my picture in mm, for, for the sister. Yeah. And so I feel like I must have been the right-ish age. But hilariously, it was Alan Horn that <clears throat> talks about, you know, saying Emma Watson's the one. And uh, he helpfully was, you know, one of the people that said yes to me in Star Wars. So we love Alan Hall. <laughs> um, 
I feel like maybe, but I know I can't remember ever seeing like a casting call for it or anything. But I loved the books. Yeah. And I loved the films. And I recently watched a few of them and they're great films. They're they're pretty amazing. Yeah. And um, our hair and makeup designers on episode seven and episode nine did Harry Potter. So you know, I feel a cosmic connection. So when you when you sign up to something like this, is the first call to your old buddy Kenneth Branagh, the world's foremost Shakespeare expert, being like, give me a tip or two or I think I told him I was doing it. The thing that I I did with Ken is I would talk at him and he would go, Yeah, yeah, sorry Days, just need to um just need to look at the shot and he would like excuse himself because I was talking about the juju in my flat and like the crystals <laughs> and he is great but he is like doing his job yeah he's not like chat chat on set because he's directing and starring in in the thing so i think i told him once and then just skipped over it i was like you know what oh you good. do your thing you're good, you're, good. good. you're never gonna see it it's fine it's fine <laughs> you'll see it yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm sure you will mm. <laughs> don't know uh since we have the luxury of a little time let's go back daisy jazz isabel ridley yes what's the who's the jazz fan what's the jazz about my dad just when I told my best friend when we first met at school, he goes, oh, my middle name's musical theatre. And I was like, no, my middle name's actually jazz. <laughs> Can't you, you beat. <laughs> you're bad. Um, yeah, jazz. And then Isabel was my grandma's name. But her name was Sheila. She was Isabel Sheila. And then they called her Sheila. And I actually asked my mum last week why they did that. They wanted her to be called Sheila, but they thought Sheila was a weird thing to have first written down or something. Okay. So anyway, she was Isabel Sheila, known as Sheila. So that's where the Isabel comes from. Was there ever a phase where you were tempted to go by jazz? Because that's like iconic. Like that's like, if you want to be a, if you turn into a pop star, that's your one word name. Obviously. I feel like you've got to be a bit cooler to carry a name like that. You've skydived. You've. I have skydived. <laughs> my my thing for a moment was like if I went into music, it would be DJ IR initials, the DJ of the IR. See, terrible. Maybe terrible. go jazz. Maybe go jazz. Maybe instead. go jazz. Yeah. Jazz. Jazz would be better. Did you? Okay, so did the parents know about the first tattoo at fifteen? Does, again, does that symbolize where yeah. you were at then? They were they were cool with it. Yeah, I mean, I think I did it, and I went home. They were like, okay. My parents are pretty chill. Third child. Well, fifth for my for my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, Pritchell, I do remember my grandma saying, we were on holiday, and she goes, is that pen? I said, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll come off. It'll come off. She <laughs> goes, okay. Totally temporary, yeah. Yeah. And that was her thing. I was like, we don't have to. No good. Different era. Yeah, exactly. No goodbye. Uh, were the ring style tattoos at, at the end of Star Wars where you all went no, in on? No, I kept saying, let's all get matching tattoos. No one kept saying, ha, ha, ha. I was like, I'm not joking. Can we please do it? Yeah, because John... And then John ended up getting a massive tattoo on his arm. Come on. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it. On the gram. It's huge. (laughs) It's huge. It's really cool. Is it of you? Is it a face of you? It's a face of me. Yeah. There's a little map of Africa, and then there's... It's really cool. Wow. But I was like, why didn't we get matching, dude? It's not too late. Press tour. Press tour. I feel like, oh, we should get Dr. Wu when we're in New York to do it, because he did one of mine, and he's phenomenal. Can we make this a shoot? I'll get my first tattoo with you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm in. I'm in. Awesome. Let's just not make it like a Mike Tyson thing on my face, okay? That's all I ask. No, we could just do like a tiny thing. You wouldn't even know. Thing. Yeah. Something yeah. classy. Yeah. Okay, we've got a few months to figure this out. It was hilarious when we were filming. We were doing reshoots of Chaos Walking, and... Um, we were talking about something 
<laughs> and Tom went, oh yeah, I got a spider on the bottom of my foot. And Flora, who's my hair and makeup artist, also one of my great friends, she thought he was joking and went, oh yeah, Daisy's got Millennium Falcon. <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 no. I got a spider Take on what? my foot. And she was like, oh God, I'm so sorry. Oh, hilarious. Um, I'm curious about that one. I know Doug Lyman's a madman in the best possible way, hopefully. I went in and saw him yesterday. He's actually screening the film tonight. Oh. Yeah, there's no visual effects. <laughs> we literally finished reshoots uh, six weeks ago. I went straight from Chicago and did reshoots. No visual effects. And it's a visual effects heavy film. Screening it to uh, New Jerseyans. As you do. So I'm ready to be um, ripped apart oh. on Twitter tomorrow. No. No, he's really, really happy. Good. Yeah, yeah. When it all clicks for him, it's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. And I did have to tell him yesterday, I'd never actually seen Born, And I saw it a few weeks ago and I was like, this is a great film. Yeah. Great film. And the two and three were great as well. Totally. But it made me... You know, it made me understand the, the process a bit more. He's unique. I mean, everyone, I, I've talked to many, obviously, that have worked with him. He's, yeah. There's no one quite like him. I mean, and it, I may sort seem, of, it probably seems a little bit, like, worrisome at first, but... I we, sort of wish I'd had a touch more warning, <laughs> because we literally did reshoots a year and a half after we finished filming. Right. Um, <clears throat> but no, I'm sort of... Also, when you think about the fact that it's an original film from a studio... Yeah. That's pretty big news. Breaking. Yeah. Very rare nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. So, okay, um, again, we're go going back and forth in time, but okay, tell me where were you at, Daisy, when the audition for Star Wars comes? Like, were you were you still work? Were you still bartending? Were you still? I was. I remember. Um, I do believe in the universe and that it has its way. Um, I was walking down the street with um, a makeup artist and a stylist who are now my friends, who I'd met on a shoot. And one of them went, oh, apparently they're doing a new Star Wars film. And I literally, my whole body went tingly. And I was like, I think I'm going to get a part in this film. I'm not even kidding. This was in <clears throat> early in the year. My audition was in August. I called my agent. And also, I was not of the ilk to be like, hey, get me an audition, would you? With J.J. Abrams. <laughs> but I literally, that day, I was like, I just feel like I'm going to get a part in this film. It was so strange. So even though I was doubting myself the whole way through, I just felt like there was like a universal thing pushing me forward. It was the strangest thing. And then it was a lot longer before I got that actual part. Did you feel those first days on set, was it was there imposter syndrome? Was there like I'm gonna oh, get fired? Was no, it was there... pretty hard. It was really scary. I felt just sick and I didn't really know anyone yet and it takes me a really long time to settle down with people. And I do remember being behind the speeder and there was loads of people there and somebody had an umbrella over me. And even that, you're like, oh, someone's holding an umbrella over you? Okay. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I, I can't do it. Like, I can't do it. This, this is not right. Do you confide, confide that to anybody at the time or are you holding that in? The, I think it was Steph who was the AD. I was saying it, but obviously also people don't really know what to say because what do you say to that? And like me and JJ hadn't quite got our vibe. Like the amazing thing about this is JJ would start saying something and I'd be like, I know exactly what you mean. Right. Like, just that amazing thing. But even my mum at the premiere of Force Awakens went, I mean, she goes, I'm nervous, but there must be, you know, a reason why they, why they cast you. Like, <laughs> Thanks, mum. Yeah, yeah. And it's still sort of carried on. I feel a lot more confident now, which comes with, I think, like, you know, I'm through my early 20s and also being surrounded by people that make you feel really loved and great. Yeah. Um, I feel more confident in my work and all of that stuff. 
again, back to those early days, I'm curious, two things. Were you, were you ever shooting as Kira, the first name of the character? And, yeah. did, and, and was it, uh, and was the accent a no-brainer? Was it always going to be your natural accent? It's not actually my natural accent. Is it not? Yeah, because my voice is quite flat, mm-hmm. as you can hear. This um, droning horribleness I'm hearing. Oh, oh. Honestly, I'm so sick of the sound of my Stop voice it. today. <laughs> so we actually did a bit rounder. Oh, okay. Rounder. Um, <laughs> Which I guess is easier to decipher for Americans because sometimes I speak and JJ is like literally don't understand a word you're saying. Um, I did shoot as Kira, yeah, for a few weeks, and I remember JJ telling me when we were in Abu Dhabi, so it was pretty early on. He said, "Oh, I've got a new name. It's Ray." I was like, "Awesome, okay." I can't remember what they were calling. I think John was always Finn, and then on our trailers it was like Harry and Sally or something ridiculous. <laughs> Um, so for this new one, I'm not going to try to get anything real, but you know, we, we saw each other in Chicago. They mm-hmm. revealed the the big name then. Mm. So now the new theory is: please comment on this, Daisy. Mm. The rise of Skywalker is not about a particular person. Mm. Skywalker represents an, an evolution of the Jedi Order. Care to comment? Okay. I mean, yeah, that sounds like a great thing. What do you think? The more I, I, I I listened to that argument. Yeah. That makes sense to me. <clears throat> I mean, and JJ, I think, did sort of say as much, right? He said it represents a lot of different things. Right. It's interesting because he told me the title and I was like, oh, because he'd sort of been throwing around things when we were filming. And then he told me when I went to LA and saw the, just before Chicago, and saw the um, trailer. And I was like, oh, Okay. So it kind of made sense to you the more you thought about it? Like, yeah, or... but even John and people were like, oh, it was, it w- I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't what I was expecting. Interesting. And I would agree that it represents a lot of things. Yeah, I don't know. I think it will be one of those things that it's sort of the last few lines of the film and people are like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you, at this point, can you kind of anticipate what the controversies are that go with every Star Wars film? Like, can you, having shot this film and being one of the very few people that know yeah. pretty much everything that happens yeah. in it, are you like, oh, I, I know what the what the discussion is going to be this on this one? I, um, I, I can't. I think it's really um, great. I really do, because you've got Chris Terrio. I'm not kidding. Who had like Star Wars. Bibles. He was doing his work. Like right. everything is so linked and it works in the universe and all of the things. Like he did proper nerd homework. Like <laughs> he dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's. I think it's really, it, it just felt really good doing it. Like <clears throat> JJ said to me, they were doing, I can't remember what it was they were doing. What did he do? Anyway, he was saying that. Um, someone was saying, oh, I'm not sure about this, I'm not sure about that, in the grand scheme of things when we were filming, because, you know, we were piecing things together as we went. And he said, if it works in the moment, it will work. And regardless of what you feel as as a great story, if it works in a small way, it will be connected in a big way. And the audience, anyway, put themselves into the film. So regardless of of how you think people are going to receive it, different people come in with different perspectives, different lives, different stories... Uh, and everything we did felt really good. 
really, really good. Do you look forward to the stuff when you know you're shooting? The scenes with Adam in particular mm. have such a weight to them. I mean, mm. they, I mean, it's obviously fun to see you with, with all the, <clears throat> the actors, mm. but every single thing you've shot thus far, and I'm presumably in the next film, it's not going to be a laugh riot between mm. you and Adam. <laughs> um, we actually joke the whole time. <laughs> we just walk around swinging a sabers. Yeah, no, it's not a laugh um, riot. But is that and he has such a presence mm. and such a, an interesting attitude and vibe, I would imagine, on set. Mm. Um, is there something unique about the stuff that you've gotten to do and get to do in this one with, with yeah. Adam? Yeah. It was, um, yeah. I think it, I think it, I don't I just think they've just done a great job with all the relationships. Yeah. Like with the fun friendships and with the sort of strange thing with Ray and, and Kylo. And the thing is too, it's, you know, we finished episode eight and you can, you know where Ray is entirely. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it was interesting going into that and sort of figuring out where that was going. And there was a way that JJ was describing it as we were doing it. And I was like, God, that's so true. That really is like what this film is for Ray. Mm. Um, I think people, yeah, I think people are going to like it. <laughs> I really do. And also, we have a great vibe. A great fight, and I was really happy that the Vanity Fair pictures did show a bit of it. Yeah, um, it's a great fight. <laughs> like I've become such a better fighter, and they made the lightsabers lighter, so you know it actually looks like we're swinging light and not like heavy, heavy. Um, have you seen a cut of that at all? Have you seen a little bit of what that looks like? I have. Because the, I mean, I have the scene with you in Last Jedi is one of my favorites of the all of the, all the saga films. Yeah. If, if this compares to that, that felt one, I'm pretty in. cool. And also that was really hard because everything had to match up. The amount of times we did, there's a, like a dolly shot coming through and then it ends with me. And I think I was fighting James at the time. who's a stuntman with the two swords. Mm -hmm. It was so tiring. We did like 25 takes because if one thing was off, we had to keep going. But I was like really proud of that fight. This fight we did, um, it was November. We were, had water being thrown at us. And I got a great deal of respect because I did not... I was like, I'm not going to complain about the cold. I'm just not going to do it. So it was like a real thing of stamina. And it just felt... It feels really epic. And it felt epic even at the time. So I thought, well, imagine, you know, we yeah. had the waves like this. And then they're going to make the waves, I'm sure, bigger. <laughs> so one can only imagine what it's going to look like. Okay, fine. I will see the movie. I was on the fence, fine, but... Fine, okay. <laughs> but now you've sold it. Yeah. Um... Last question on the Star Wars tip. Did you ever, and this is, I, mean, I don't know if this is awkward or weird to talk about. Did you ever talk to Colin Trevorrow about what his take was going to be? Hilariously. I sat next to him because he was Josh's guest at, um, do you know Josh Gad? Josh Gad, I do. Yeah. I bet you guys get on great. Fantastic. He's working with my brother. He's, really? Well, we can, I'll tell you off mic, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, he was Josh's date at Orient Express and we went for dinner afterwards after the premiere or something we were all in the hotel and uh, Colin sat next to me and I was like what's this going to be like yeah. it was because all I had heard I didn't know what had happened I just knew that he wasn't doing it anymore and he did sort of tell me and sort of not and it was fine and it's an awkward situation for him yeah. too I'm sure yeah yeah he sort of told me but different way to, a much different kind of a, a tale uh yeah yeah safe to say yeah and actually, no, we'd gone for dinner and stuff. We went for dinner with Michelle, who was a producer. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I sort of knew. Uh, I, I think everything happens for a reason, yeah. I guess. 
So, okay, where are you at now, coming off of uh, the end of this trilogy and this crazy, what, five years or so? I don't even mm. know how long it's been. Um, are you, because, you know, we talked about Felton and, like, Harry Potter, and, mm. like, you can look at those actors as kind of a template in mm. some ways for, like, how to craft a career, what, mm. what, especially what, what Dan and Emma have done mm. in terms of striking out on their own path. Like, are you wary of other franchise kind of things, or no. are you? No. Because technically, Chaos Walking is a franchise. That's true, yeah. It was just a great script, and I really wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, somebody said something about Batgirl today. I was like, I've literally never read a Batgirl anything. Um, but <laughs> so that's okay. just, yeah, as people were talking that you were the choice for Batgirl. You never heard about that? Oh, that's nice. No, somebody told me I was in talks for it. Oh, congrats. Oh, no, if people are saying, that's nice. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> um, no, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not. I just want to do really good things. Yeah. Yeah. Why limit yourself? Yeah, and I, I am also aware of, you know, doing too much. I'm really happy. Felia's coming out, the Star Wars is coming out late this year. Then Chaos Walking's coming out. I just don't want to, like, flood things because people get sick of people, you know? Right. I don't want to be that person that everyone's like, oh, in another film <laughs> when everything comes out too close together. Well, the good thing is you've got some downtime now. You've got yeah. 78 hours or so of Game of Thrones. I know that because I, I actually also... Was it 78 hours? It's about that. Maybe with the new season, it's probably 85 or so, I want to say. I could be oh! wrong. My lord! I did it over a few months, only a couple months ago, because I wanted to catch up for the last few episodes. So I, I know your predicament. It's a, it's going to be a lot for you, it Daisy. It is a lot. It is a lot. I also find it weirdly love going to cinemas so much. Find it so easy to focus. I find it hard to focus at home. Same. It's and it's also the nature within of the an beast hour, now. you're like, I could do the washing up. The washing machine goes. You go. Oh, I could hang out the washing. I also, I find I'm not exactly what you just said. I'm not a good audience at home. I literally, and this is really sad, I would like literally read the Wikipedia entry on the Game of Thrones episode as I was watching and be like, oh, that's what's happening uh, really? now. I'm very slow See, on See, I would take. do things like be like, oh, I wonder what, you know, Sophie Turner's doing with, <laughs> I wonder if they got married yet. <laughs> Google. Oh, you're, I wonder you're what... really not good at suspending your disbelief. You're literally talk, thinking about... Oh, yeah, no. I'm literally like, did Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas get married yet? <laughs> then I Google it. I think she's just fabulous. I she saw her on Graham Norton. She is she's fun. really funny. Have you gone to see the Spice Girls yet? Do you know I didn't? Missed I opportunity, didn't. I did have a bit. But I went to see Fleetwood Mac that week, which was really amazing. The one issue I really had was Christine McVeigh and Sing Songbird. And I was like, guys, come on. Like, love Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Love all of them. Yeah. But just let her have her moment. <laughs> I really wanted her to sing it. Do you have any time here in New York to see theatre, or are you just in and out? I was going to go see Hades Town yesterday. It's really good. But I saw it twice in London. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because my friend was one of, the, yeah. one of the fates. Yeah. So I went to go see it, and I loved it so much. I went back again, and then I was going to see it yesterday. And it's just my time is too brief. And I also imagine it's going to be on later on this year. Yeah, it'll be it's around gonna, for a bit. It's going to stay. You should stick around for a few days. I'm going to see Hugh Jackman's arena show. Are you? It's going to be amazing. I think he's already come to the UK. He did, I think a couple weeks ago. He just really has done it all. He's the best. Have you ever met him? He's, he's no. like Keanu. He's like the sweetest, nicest man on the planet. No one has a bad word to say about him. No. We need more of those. His agent, I think, looks after Nick Jonas, and he came on to set, and he was saying, he was like, you know, he queues for lunch. He doesn't have to, but he does. And I was like, Hugh. Oh, Hugh. Hugh. Keanu. <laughs> Maybe it's just you endings. There you go. 
So we're going to see you in John Wick 4. We're going to see you. I'm not kidding. I said to my agent, I was like, Hilda, how's about John Wick 4? And she goes, okay, <laughs> I'll see what I can do. That girl, chaos walking. You got a lot on your plate. I loved John Wick 3. And I'm not big into violence. I just thought it was phenomenal. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna have excessive crazy violence, have that's Keanu the way to do, do it. it. That's the way to also, do it. Also, have Halle Berry have two killer dogs. That was the most genius thing. Having him riding through New York on a horse, genius. Angelica Houston, genius. There's no more. There's no film I'm more excited for besides Star Wars than uh, Bill and Ted Three. I'm like. I grew up, I mean, I'm a bit older than you. I grew up with those movies. So really? the fact that they are in production on Bill and Ted 3 is blowing my mind. Have you seen Booksmart? It's pretty great. Loved it. Yeah. I actually think it's a great year for film. Yeah. There was, there was like a moment where I think, because I was part of the Academy and it was the first time I got all the screeners. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, you can actually get a lot when you feel like you have to do it for work. Right. But love just that thing of when people aren't like trying to win awards and stuff and films are just coming out because they're great and it's the moment for them. And there's no pressure, just enjoyment. Booksmart deserved a little bit more of an audience. Hopefully throughout the year people will come back to it. I think they will. Yeah. I think it'll be massive on the old. Yeah. um, On demand. Yes. Is when that you, what they call when it? you say it, it sounds more classy than I than if I say on demand. On demand. On demand. <laughs> Have you done an American accent yet in a film? No, no. Well, I sort of did an only yesterday, but it was vague. And then Dev Patel had an English accent, and I was like, "Why have I done a terrible American accent?" <laughs> um, no chaos. I thought I was going to be American, and then Doug wanted me English. Um, there was something I was supposed to be doing this year called Daddyo, which would have been American, okay. and I don't think that's happening right now. It the time is a coming. I think so. Look, you, you were you noticed my horrible uh, Donald Gleason yeah. sketch script. Yeah, I'm going to enlist you at some point to okay. do the stupid shenanigans with me. Okay. All right. Thank you. And we'll get tattoos. We'll do weird accents. Whatever you want, Daisy. Look at this board. How much insanity is here? Tom Hiddleston. Oh. I was Genius. given. Um, I just saw his play in London, um, Betrayal. Oh, it was meant to be great. It's great. Missed it. Really great. Oh, it's time to watch a lot of theatre. And Game of Thrones. And maybe mix it up with some, like, Fleabag, something a little lighter. Oh, no, I saw Fleabag. Great. Easy watch. Saw Killing Eve season two. So good. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'll be mixing it up. I will keep you posted of how I think Game of Thrones is going to go. Okay. This is, a new, this is a new segment on the podcast. Daisy will call in every week to be like, okay, here's now, now what I'm I thinking. What I think is going to happen. I'm in. Jon Snow. Bastard Jon Snow. <laughs> Um, I, and I also know there's a person called the Three-Eyed Raven, or the One-Eyed Raven. Yes. Because I'm pretty sure he was in... That was played by the legendary actor, no? Wait, that's... There was someone who was legendary in the Game of Thrones. It was in Star Wars Episode Seven, who Kylo Ren cut down. What was his I name? am so lost. I thought that was the kid. Isn't that Isaac Hempstead? Oh, okay. Well, there's, a, there's an older man in it. Uh-huh. Who is that? Oh, the crow? Something. My God. It's <laughs> been a long day. Two people that barely know anything about Game of Thrones talking to each other. That's the Trying new podcast. Trying to figure it out. Uh, the voice of Happy Second Fuse signing off. Daisy, thanks for coming by. Thank you for having me. Everybody go check out Ophelia. Thank it you. needs the love. It's not like Star Wars where it's on auto- autopilot, guys. We need I know. you. Please. Come on. Go see a great film. There you go. If you like Game of Thrones, go. So. You know you want to. <laughs> and so ends another edition of Happy Sad confused remember to review rate and subscribe to this show on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts i'm a big podcast person i'm daisy ridley and i definitely wasn't pressured to do this by josh (laughs) 